Hello, Kristen Wambach here. How are you doing this evening? I have a feeling you are tucked into bed at this hour of the day. It's 12, 14 a.m. here in the Pacific Northwest. And I have been working on this particular episode for a couple hours. Um, it's going to be absolutely good. So let's get your headphones on, set aside a little bit of quiet time so you and I can uh, come face to face and heart to heart with the Lord, right? Oh, thank you for being here. Intentional Now podcast, you know the drill here, an engaging workshop discussion on change and purpose and redefining what we say yes to. Do you say yes to anything? I mean, like maybe anything that you're not supposed to. <laughs> Guilty. Yep, me too. I'm Kristen Wombeck, a spiritual entrepreneur. Oh, I'm chasing bold dreams, doing the work, asking those huge questions, and getting life done. What do I mean by done? The life we're meant to live. Let's do this together. This is your invitation. Welcome. If this is your first episode, you are in for a spiritual treat, a heartfelt journey. <laughs> Discovering is in the course of asking many questions. I ask questions of myself, questions to God, and those who he has brought into my life. Hmm. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> okay. So this episode number 33 is Hope Opens Possibilities Effortlessly. Hope in an acronym. I'm going to share with you this evening my 100 diamond story. We'll be discussing hope, restoring hope, having hope, hope being deferred. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. Proverbs 13, 12. Healing a sick heart. How faith partners with hope. And the importance of heaven in the area of hope. Mm, sounds good. Well, yes, it does. We are in for a treat here. A couple of things, just a couple, I'd like to ask of you as the listener. This is a particular episode. This one is extremely personal to me. I hold these truths as a beacon over my life. And I'm trusting you to listen with your heart wide open. Okay? And since it's focused on a life story format... I will not take the time particularly to teach or unpack a subject matter. What do I always say? Hello? Go ask Jesus, right? Other episodes and the unfinished book will answer many of our questions. Okay? <sighs> long day. Was it a long day for you too? Ah, December 10th. It's just plain old busy around here. <laughs> so the Lord asked me a couple days ago to share my hundred diamond story with you. 
okay, I said, but I kind of assumed that would, that would be a perfect, you know, feel good story to release like, oh, on Christmas day, the Lord said, Kristen, I want you to share it on your next episode. They need to hear it now. And so we begin. We're going to discuss it now. You are going to hear it now. (laughs) So recently we just started working our way through chapter 12, The Watchmaker, in the unfinished book. You may pick up your copy at any national retailers or order a copy directly from me at kristenwombach.com and I'd be honored to sign your copy. The unfinished book, as you know, because we have been talking our way through it, is filled with actual stories of my discovering heaven, learning to see and perceive in the spirit. There are powerful activations that will assist you on your journey of stepping through the veil. (laughs) Welcome, welcome to my international listeners. (laughs) Again, mid-December, Christmas is bustling every which way. What about you? (laughs) How's your household doing? I, of course, and you know this about me by now, I decorate a lot. I love it. And if you'd like to see that portion of my life, just pop over to Instagram, find me, and you can see some of my pictures of my home. I just welcome you to do that. So if you are new, I welcome you. So just a couple of housekeeping things. I provide my listener with notes and they're located on my website. The direct links to the things that I share with you today are in the episode description. I want to remind you that signups are happening for Coaching for Life 2022. Are you ready? You don't want to miss this. It's an Instagram group coaching platform and it's totally meant to fit into your life. Hey. I'll look for you over there. There's lots of information and goodies for you to um, get. And are we ready? Did I get the housekeeping done? (laughs) Thank you for being here. We're getting to know each other pretty well, aren't we? Hmm. Just you wait. Here we go. Let's get started. So the importance of transparency. Hmm. I've listened to a good number of podcasts. Have you? Well, you're listening to one right now. Uh So when I listen to a podcast, overall, they provide me with good ideas, business techniques, encouragement, and at times they stir up my faith. At the top of my coral value list for Intentional Now podcast, is authenticity. It's just like in the top three. It is so important to me. And what do I mean by authenticity? Well, I might use the word imperfect. Well, that means I'm willing to share with you a less than perfect side of me. 
I might have dishes in the sink or maybe I didn't make my bed that day, which is a rarity. I'm kind of possessed about that by divine order, right? <laughs> Are you laughing? <laughs> so if you come and you knock on my door in the afternoon, you might find me still in my bathrobe, talking to the Lord, working, and I haven't even washed my face yet. See what I mean? If you take the word imperfect, it means I'm perfect. Me with you. I'm perfectly me with you. That's authenticity. <laughs> I often stumble over my words and then I re-say them. I do not need to edit my baubles. I do write out my podcast and I share the you with you my notes. It's important to have focus to light the path of direction. But like the unfinished book, together we read between the lines and spontaneity births an impromptu spirit. And that's where I've seen many miracles happen. When we let our hair down and take a rabbit trail or two. And that's what I'm talking about. Okay. I've learned more in heaven taking a rabbit trail with Jesus than praying or reading the scriptures ever instructed me. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to highlight a point. I've never done this before, but I kind of thought, well, this might be a possibility. So because I have an awful lot to share with you this evening, I may cut the episode in half, meaning I'm going to record it all tonight, but I will cut it a little bit shorter for download purposes, listening purposes, and I just kind of wanted you to be ready for that. Maybe you'll help me know exactly when I need to kind of tidy it up and close it off and put it into the next episode, okay? So we're going to work on that one. Whew! Here we go. Recently, I have been posting a 25 Advent Christmas posts every day. And this particular episode is sewn into the fabric of that. So I invite you to experience each one of the Advent drawers. You know how you open up the Advent calendar as you're counting down the days for Christmas? <laughs> and if you hop over to my website or on the social media, you can find those posts, see the pictures, there's rhymes, reasons, gifts, and goodies. And today, yep, it is 1224. It's now today, the 10th day, we are opening the drawer. And guess what we're finding it filled with? Hope. Some interesting facts about a drawer of hope, right? So Wikipedia describes a hope chest is also called a dowry chest, a cedar chest, a trousseau chest, or a glory box. I like that one. So it's a piece of furniture traditionally used by unmarried young women to collect items such as clothing, household linen, in anticipation of a married life. The term hope chest or cedar chest is used in the Midwest or South of the United States. 
in the UK, the term is bottom drawer. <laughs> Both those terms and the glory box are used by women in Australia. Anybody out there want to open a glory box this evening? <laughs> See what I mean? Good stuff. So a couple days ago, I was talking with the Lord about you. Yes, you, listener. Mm -hmm. And I saw myself sitting above the earth on the timeline. So I'm going to need your imagination here. Okay, and remember, your heart is open wide and you're listening. So imagine the earth and a floor sitting on top of it. If you look at the image that I highlighted for this episode, I did my best to try to make a spiritual picture. So for you picture people, that will help you. Just look at the logo that I put on this particular episode. So we are imagining the earth with a floor sitting on the top of it. We, you and I, were sitting in a speaker audience configuration. I was sitting in a single chair out front sharing and teaching you. And you, the listener, were sitting in a pie-shaped classroom. Easy to imagine, huh? So with practice, your spirit is able to leave your body in and out of time, through other ages, to other destinations, both on earth and in other realms. That's amazing, wonderful, and mind-boggling. That word boggling, isn't it? So, a little tag here. See Hebrews 4, 11 through 13. And this is just a pinprick, okay? God's word is living and active. It's living. See, we're talking about living word. So let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall by following the same patterns of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It pierces even to the dividing soul, spirit, joints, and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and exposed before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So right there is a highlighted scripture that talks about that the spirit and the soul, the joints and the marrow can be divided. Okay? So your spirit also has the ability to split off and be in more than one place at a time. Remember, our father is omnipresent and his DNA lives in us. Now, just a note here. The Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus first had to encounter it himself. He encountered himself crucified, risen, and crowned and ruling and reigning, seated on the right hand of the Father. He encountered all of that. Then he took Peter, James, and John. He took them 
that day, today, into his tomorrow, and he showed them how it would affect their lives. And he told them to keep it a secret. Mm, that's a big mom's the word, right? So your spirit with practice has the ability to get outside itself. Well, so to speak. <laughs> Don't overthink it. So back to sharing my encounter. I was sitting up in front and speaking to you. Remember, here we have the earth. The timeline is sitting on top of the earth. And we, in a classroom setting, are sitting on top of the timeline. Okay? And I'm speaking to you. And I saw all of you, my listeners, and you were listening. Then my spirit split. And part of me remained in my chair talking. And the other part of me came and I sat amongst you. Why? To hear your heart. I want to hear what you think about, what concerns you, and how I can help. So I started hearing your names as you shared them with me. You were telling me about your lives, who you were, what you did, and your concerns. It was like, these are like the things that I heard in my spirit. A single mom with a young child who has medical issues. A dad who hasn't been able to find steady work. A sister who feels misunderstood and is estranged from her family. A wife and a mother who is dealing with serious illness issues. There are so many of you who have financial concerns. Many of you struggle with anger or procrastination. And those were just some of the things that you shared with me. You shared them with me. Then Jesus walked into our gathering. He quickly called me over, shared some papers with me. He gestured back to you. And then he left the gathering with a smile on his face. We're being set up, right? <laughs> I can clearly imagine what the paper said. So easy to read heavenly braille and feel the Father's love filling the room. On these papers were your testimonies. They were in my hands and I was reading them to you. You know that single mom with a sick child? Her child was totally healed. And that dad? He found a great job where he was appreciated and had room for advancement. The person who struggled with anger? Oh, he had judged himself mercifully. Mercifully. Okay. How do you say that word? Merciously. Oh. I think you know what I mean. I practiced it too. But the guy who struggled with anger, he judged himself so hard. Jesus touched his heart. He set him free and he filled his life with joy and gratitude. First for himself, then it overflowed to others around him. Ah, and you procrastinators? Oh, 
Jesus gave you eyes to see the people who needed to hear your story. The people who needed your courage to step out from behind excuses. They need you. And that picture made you weep. The sister, oh, she had a heart to heart with herself and Jesus. Jesus shared with her that there wasn't anything that she could do that could push him away. Nothing could deter him from pursuing her. She felt his love so overwhelmingly that she began to walk in confidence, and that changed her radically. Though her changes, through her changes, she was restored to herself and to her family. It kind of felt like, you know, that scene in Bruce Almighty when he was hearing prayers of the saints. That's what it felt like. <laughs> OMG. I can feel hope increasing as I'm sharing with you. Yeah, I can. I can feel it increasing. So we began to laugh together. Some of us were crying. Hope being deferred. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. And now I'd like to share with you my hundred diamond story. The drawer of hope, this day's advent drawer on the calendar has been opened. We're going to reach in deeply and grab hold of the tree of life and change the course of our lives. How are you doing? You okay? Good. I think we'll keep going. I think we're okay here. So now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. See how they partner together? That it is the conviction of things not seen. Hope is is a conviction for things not seen. And that's what you partner your faith with. That's why it's so important to be able to perceive the unseen because that just fuels your faith. For by it, the men of old gained approval. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. That's Hebrews 11, 1 through 3 in the Mirror Bible. I love the Mirror Bible. Shall I read that again? Okay. Now faith is the assurance of things hopeful, the convictions of things not seen. For by it the men of old gained approval. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. Mm. Persuasion confirms confident expectation and proves the unseen world to be more real than the seen. And faith celebrates as certain what hope visualizes as future. Faith celebrates as certain what hope visualizes as future. Faith, it attaches to hope. 
That's why it is so imperative that we encounter the living God so he can show us his heart and hope can be laid up as a living treasure, just like a hope chest inside of us. (laughs) Many years ago, maybe about the time I was living the chapter in the beginning God. I'd been seeing it in the spirit for a period of time, still didn't have any community around me. Oh, that was so hard. Couldn't talk to anybody about these things. Go figure it. Now I'm doing it over the airwaves. (laughs) So, and heaven, uh, when you're experiencing these things, there are those times that heaven has its moments of overwhelm. I'll explain. I will explain. So years ago, I was hospitalized with spinal meningitis. And thank God it was not bacterial. So to deal with the immense pain in my head caused by the swelling of my spinal cord, the hospital administered painkillers. You know, the kind you hallucinate on. Mm, Scary. My brain felt huge and I had the capability to conceive terabytes of information. That is heaven overwhelm. Yes, terabytes of information. And oh, by the way, when that was happening, I asked Jesus to protect my thoughts. Yeah, it was frightening. And when my brain started to go out there because it was drug influenced i asked him to protect my protect my thoughts he did and i still need to write that amazing children's story <laughs> it's clear as a bell in my brain so but i didn't like those drugs and i never took another one nope so that's the way i just had to explain what it felt like to have those heaven moments of overwhelm it's terabytes of information. Your brain has so much more capacity that we need to learn how to use it. So when your understanding begins to connect with the Father's heart, your senses expand. (laughs) Yeah, they expand. You have to learn how to stand in the glory of God, right? You have, to, you have to learn because it's like more glory, more of his weightiness opens up to you and your brain and your understanding and your perceptions, you start picking it up. So it's important to know how to rest in it, right? So Jesus at this time was always showing me new things. He was giving me many spiritual gifts, you know, those kinds. I'm sure you've had dreams and visions of this stuff too. So he'd give me keys and more keys and ladders and windows and doors and angels and jewels and scrolls and robes and crowns and new hearts. I'd see healthy organs and body parts for people who I knew and I was praying for. They were suffering, but I, I encountered all these things in heaven. They were the answers to prayer. You get the idea here? So personally, my life was just challenged. 
I had unmet needs. It had been months since I'd stepped out of the workforce to focus on my role as God's girl, my role as a leader, and finances were less than lean. So Jesus and I were having a class daily. Hmm. And this is in the spirit. So this class, and it was in what looked like a blue farmhouse, like from the late 1800s here on the West Coast, uh, just a regular farmhouse. So I go there and we spent most of my time working on areas of intimacy and some father issues. And it was like a transformation school for sure, just for me. That is what we did for an extended period of time. That was my devotion time. So in those days, those were the days when my journals were on paper and bound in a huge notebook. Yeah. So I had those feelings of being separated from what I knew as the church, right? It was irritating me and I'm not sure. Oh no, I am sure that it was irritating my husband. What do you do when you feel as weird as the spiritual things that you're encountering, right? It's like a very difficult place to be. It's like I wasn't okay in my own skin and I had nobody to talk to about it. Yeah. So here I am in this spiritual farmhouse and I was coming down from the upstairs, coming down the set of stairs, and I had less than a positive attitude. I was angered. I was upset. Life was confusing. And like I mentioned earlier, your spirit has the ability to perceive that perception is just off the charts, right? So your ability has the perception to perceive. So this is an actual deja vu moment, which means in French, you've already seen. I'm sure many of you that that's happened. Mean you go somewhere, you do something and you've already been there. You've already seen it. This totally has happened to me. I'm coming down a set of stairs. I know what's going to happen next. And I have a really bad attitude, right? So Jesus was standing next to the wall in this little living room. And I knew what he was going to give me. Yeah, he was going to give me something. And I also knew what the gift was. So I walked closer to him and he bent over and he undid and turned a combination on a wall safe. Okay, a wall safe in heaven? Hmm. Well, keep listening, okay? (laughs) He took out of the safe a rolled leather jewels pouch and he moved to hand it to me. (sighs) My body language was oozing with being misunderstood and feeling misunderstood. Both of those. I knew exactly what was inside the leather pouch. It was a hundred diamonds. Jesus with the rolled pouch in his hand, he leaned toward me and extended to me his gift. I broke. That was it. We were done. I was angry 
and months of confusion exploded from my mouth and I yelled at Jesus at the top of my lungs. I yelled at Jesus on the earth and I yelled at Jesus in heaven. I don't want another spiritual gift if I can't get it here. I was done. I was weeping years of the wonders of heaven, years of answers of prayer, as close as your touch. My life changed that day. What I was taught changed that day. He answered my prayer. Mm -hmm. He rewrote the curriculum. And all this spiritual stuff, yep, we're going to be authentic here. That same passion that possessed me on getting it here. Why? To help people, to be a blessing to my family and to those around me. That's why I ask so many questions. If it doesn't work one way, find another. What's standing in the way of God's goodness? Is it me? Is it the enemy? And what legal right does he have to block the answer? Let's move whatever it is out of the way. What doors need to open? What mindsets need to change? The heart of it. I don't want another spiritual gift if I can't get it here. The next time I encountered that same rolled-up leather pouch, many years later, I was receiving prayer from a group of, hmm, well, let's say, a very high-minded people. I was desperate, again, for encouragement. Hope was wavering. And Jesus, he was standing behind me as they were praying for me. And he slipped that same pouch, which I never received years before. And he slipped it over my shoulder and he set it on the table before me. I wept. I was totally undone. This time, I know, I knew what to do with those diamonds. I have thus learned that they are Jesus' breadcrumbs left to find my way in the dark, to find his exact footsteps. They are gifts of communion, bread to eat and share with the ones you love. They are the sand that you throw across a cavern to reveal the bridge beneath your feet. Each prism of the diamond reflects the heart of the Father. They read the writing on the papers Jesus gave me for you. I'll read that again. Those diamonds, they read the writing on the papers Jesus gave me for you. They are spendable and spent, but like the woman with the small portion of oil, they never measure less than a hundred. I can hold one to the light to 
help light your way. They are a hundred day feast of communions, a hundred diamonds of treasure from his treasury, a reminder that you have grown and he is answered. <laughs> Just when I said that, I looked over on my computer and it was exactly 11.11 on my clock. That's good stuff. I love when that stuff happens. <laughs> my inspiration is beginning to feel a little bit spent. That's a good thing. So do you remember where we began? <laughs> that hope drawer. Remember I saw myself sitting in next to you? I was listening. And you were telling me about you. And then we caught Jesus listening to us. And he wrote down your answers. And he gave it to me to give to you. Do you remember where I said we were seated? On the timeline set upon the earth. And this is what I saw next. It began to rain from heaven and fall through time. Can we just take a moment here to pause? Imagine the rain of heaven falling through time to right where you are, right where you're listening to me. Let the spirit of spontaneity rain miracles and answers and hope and love. Let the spirit of talking about unfathomable, unseen things. Imagine one of those hundred diamonds traveling from my pocket and downloading into your pocket. Can you see it? If I were to take one from my pocket and it travels supernaturally in the spirit no different than my voice on the airwaves and it downloads into your pocket what would it reveal what would it bring what would it give what would it share can you hold it in your hand Can you extend your faith to the beauty that you feel in your hand? Beauty feels like something, doesn't it? You feel it? <laughs> so if you need healing in your body, or healing in your heart, whether it's physical or emotional. Can you move that feeling that's in your hand and what you feel? Can you move it there? 
So if you feel the love of God in your hand, then put your hand on that portion of your body that you need healed or strengthened. If you feel the love of God touching your heart, then put your mind and your thoughts around that feeling and literally move that feeling from your heart to that different location in your body that you want to be touched by God from. <laughs> and guess what? This is called ascended prayer. Hope opens possibilities effortlessly. Is Jesus in the room with you? Is he sitting in the passenger seat while you're driving? Focus there. Look into his eyes. We're seated in heaven, right? Above the earth and the life that we're living is there. Hope opens possibilities effortlessly. So I encourage you just to stay right there in that Salah moment means pause and think about that. I am doing the same. <laughs> Attach your faith to the hope that you feel. Okay, how? I'm thinking I need to give you a, a move into it. So... I move into the things that I encounter and perceive. I move into them by writing them down. And then I move into them again when I've written them down and I've talked to God about them. And then I share them when they come out of your mouth. Um, it frames up the world. <sighs> So I move into them. That's how I attach my faith to my hope. So when hope feels like something or creates a thought or a picture, or a scripture, or just write it down, draw the picture of it. And that is an action of faith. Then take it and talk to Jesus about it. Hold it in your heart. Tape it to your mirror in the bathroom. And that's how you attach your faith to it. Because remember, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And it's the evidence of things not yet seen. It is in the unseen because you have responded to it. 
you felt it, you did an action of drawing it or writing about it. That's an action. That means it is no longer a mystery. Now, you may not have all of the portions and the pieces, but you have something in your hand. And God will continue to unpack his goodness and explain it. Thank you for letting me share this with you, my hundred diamond story. Now, if I refer to my hundred diamond story in a nutshell, <laughs> you know all about me now. If I can't get it from heaven to here, <laughs> that's my whole uh, DNA. Yes. And it is my honor to share that with you and to share with you my learning curve and my journey and my authenticity. How did I figure it all out? Mm -hmm. Always honored to speak with you. Thank you very much. Oh, hey, you can do me a favor. If my podcast is blessing you and ministering to you, hey, it'd really be great if you left a review regarding the podcast. That helps because when other people are looking for something to encourage them, if they see th your review, then that just helps them. And it helps me. I'd appreciate that. Not too long. We did good. <laughs> I will talk to you again real soon. You have questions or comments, you know where to find me. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye now.